Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine. February to March 2018. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is David Tredinick. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and 20 minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Acting Lord Mayor's message. Boost for biomedical precinct. Dig discovers forgotten stories. Your say. Gardens win Banksia Gong. A year in numbers. Powering energy security. Top writers honoured. War on waste, a team effort. City counters climate crunch. Events calendar. Moomba Festival, a parade of all nations. eDNA reveals biodiversity. Apps reward smart travel. Yerumboy on tour. Sport unites Oromo community. New Ideas Lab seeks artists. City gurus celebrate. Local growers flourish. In brief, your council, council meetings, Lord Mayor's commendations, contact, closing announcement. On the cover, Tash Avdoulos from Strut Entertainment Group dances in the 2017 Moomba Parade. Acting Lord Mayor's Message from Aaron Wood We all know that Melbournians are sports mad. We are the ultimate sports city of the decade after all. But did you know that more people go to a show, festival or cultural performance in our city on any given weekend than a sporting event? March is the month when our love of all things multicultural, artistic and edifying is most prevalent. Whether it's the tantalising aroma of dumplings or the infectious beat of salsa music, Melbourne bustles with activity and goodwill as we celebrate the many cultures, religions and backgrounds that make up the world's most livable city. During one month alone, the City of Melbourne supports 21 dynamic and inclusive events from the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival to Cultural Diversity Week the Good Friday Appeal Kids' Day Out, and the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Our funding of these events enables the organisers to provide free elements that are accessible to the public, which drives visitation to our city and provides a welcome boost for Melbourne's retail and hospitality businesses. In 2017, 2.7 million people attended City of Melbourne-supported events in our municipality, including our headline celebration, Moomba. Last year, Australia's largest community festival drew crowds of 1.3 million into the city, which generated an economic impact of $29 million. We are excited to debut a new route for the 2018 Moomba Parade. It will begin on Birdwood Avenue and travel north into Linlithgow Avenue before culminating in King's Domain, providing a range of natural vantage points for families to view the colourful and interesting floats. Please be mindful that Melbourne is a busy place this time of year and be courteous of other road, footpath and public transport users to ensure we all have a safe and pleasant time. Safety is always our number one priority and we are constantly working with Victoria Police, the State Government and other agencies to protect you all. Wishing you a marvellous Melbourne March. Signed, Acting Lord Mayor Aaron Wood. An accompanying photograph shows acting Lord Mayor Aaron Wood enjoying Grow Show outside Melbourne Town Hall.
Boost for Biomedical Precinct The new Parkville station, part of the Metro Tunnel project, will open doors for the acclaimed Melbourne Biomedical Precinct. Made up of 30 hospitals, medical research institutions, biomedical organisations and universities largely located to the north of the central city, the precinct employs around 34,000 people and educates more than 7,000 students annually. The precinct partners, some in operation for more than 160 years, have been at the forefront of improved outcomes in areas such as infectious diseases and immunology, neurosciences, including mental health, cancer, child health and healthy ageing. Dr Gareth Goodyear, Executive Chair of the Melbourne Biomedical Precinct Office, said having a new train station in the heart of the precinct will open up access for patients, visitors, staff and students. The City Shaping Metro Tunnel Project offers significant opportunities for the Melbourne Biomedical Precinct, including the potential to accommodate growth and to develop infrastructure and services, Gareth said. The station also includes plans for new surrounding public spaces, retail and hospitality. Combined, these will mean the precinct is a more accessible, pedestrian-friendly environment and a more attractive place to work and study. The Victorian Government has identified medical technologies and pharmaceuticals as one of six priority areas, with potential to create highly skilled, secure jobs and to drive economic growth. Innovation clusters, districts or precincts within and across industries have become a priority and focus for cities, including Melbourne, Gareth said. We also know that a young workforce prefers to congregate and work in vibrant neighbourhoods that are walkable, connected and offer choices in transport, housing and amenities. This provides great opportunity for the precinct and recognises the need for us to work together to create and sustain an attractive and accessible environment for everyone. The new Parkville station will be used by nearly 60,000 passengers each day by 2031. To allow for its construction, Grattan Street will be closed between Royal Parade and Leicester Street from early 2018 for up to five years. Visit us online to find out more about bus, traffic and cycling diversions. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au Dig discovers forgotten stories. Archaeologists have been hard at work at Queen Victoria Market to uncover forgotten stories of early Melbourne. A test trench at the western end of Shed A revealed the likely location of a former orderly room and drill instructor's residence, which was located near the corner of Peel and Victoria Streets from 1875 to 1905. The archaeologists also found a bluestone column of a veranda post and what could be the remains of a garden. Ian Travers, a senior associate at Extent Heritage, said that the findings are in keeping with 19th century maps of the site. From our pre-test research, we thought it likely that some evidence of these buildings would be found, given that there appears to have been relatively little below-ground disturbance of the site since this area was allocated for market purposes in 1905, Ian said. The orderly room was the base for the North Melbourne Volunteer Rifle Corps. In the 19th century, units such as this were created to provide a volunteer defence force for the colony of Victoria, if needed. 
Their formation predates Federation and the development of an Australia-wide defence service. The preliminary findings will inform more detailed archaeological investigations under Sheds A to D in 2018. Archaeological investigations are an important part of the Queen Victoria Market Precinct Renewal Program to help us better understand and share the history of the site. On the 20th of March, the market will celebrate its 140th anniversary. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. An accompanying photograph shows archaeologists at work at the Queen Victoria Market. Your Say Letter of the Month I walk my dog every day along the stock route in Kensington, and I commend the gardeners and the hard work they put into the upkeep of the gardens along the track, and in particular around the Crescent. Please let them know that I appreciate the effort they put into their work. Christine Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au What's on in Melbourne this summer? Our city shines in summer. Wander through beautiful parks and gardens, stroll along our vibrant waterfront and enjoy rooftop and alfresco dining. For inspiration on how to make the most of summer this February, visit whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash summer. Tweets at City of Melbourne From Josh Newson Worth braving the dreary weather for some great fun at Pop-Up Globe. Lovely addition to City of Melbourne nightlife. Hashtags Shakespeare, Groundlings. From Paul Kidd. The City of Melbourne Town Hall pipe organ looking splendid, lit up in rainbow colours at hashtag Better Together 2018. From Bank Ost. Our Managing Director, Damien Walsh, is excited about the Melbourne Renewable Energy Project with City of Melbourne. We think you will be too. From Sally Leake. Thanks, City of Melbourne, for a spectacular New Year's Eve fireworks show. Hashtags NYE Melb, NYE 2017, World's Most Livable City. Instagram. The print edition of Melbourne magazine shows a selection of recent images. From Ads Venturers, a ground-level shot of a long puddle running the length of an alleyway. The alley walls are covered with pipes and street art, which are reflected in the puddle. From Chamel Photo, a child photographed from behind, viewing a large wall painted in bright colours. From D2 Wilsner, a sunset shot of bollards and boats at the edge of the ocean, cranes and the city skyline silhouetted against the sky. From Luke's Photography, Melbs, a train passing in front of skyscrapers with brightly coloured detailing. A hot air balloon is just visible, rising behind one of the buildings. From wonderlust.melbourne, a street scene in front of Flinders Street Station. A tram, Christmas decorations and a pair of horses pulling a cart can be seen in the foreground. From Nassif Sharif, a night shot of DeGrave Street. Decorative lights strung across the alley. From Mick Kay, an historic building with red and yellow details. From Mietta.Rossi, a street scene in front of the State Library. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag MelbMoment.
Look up and pucker up. Kissing under the mistletoe is an age-old tradition, so snap a Valentine's Day selfie on the 14th of February under a tree adorned with mistletoe, identified during a recent trial to boost biodiversity. Spot the trees by their signs near the corner of Collins and Swanston Streets and beyond, and share your picture with hashtag MelbMoment. Connect with us. Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Burke Street Memorial Plaque. A memorial plaque has been unveiled at the base of the Coles Fountain in the Parliament Gardens to commemorate the first anniversary of the Burke Street incident. A special parked bench nearby will provide a quiet place for reflection. If you or anyone you know need support following last year's vehicular incidents at Burke and Flinders Streets, please visit our website to view the support resources and services available. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Burke Street Incident. Gardens Win Banksia Gong. Eco-friendly improvements to the Fitzroy Gardens have seen the City of Melbourne win the Sustainable Cities Award at the prestigious Banksia Awards. Focused on the old Fitzroy Gardens depot site, the project has delivered 4,500 square metres of new open space, a visitor centre and cafe, and a remodelled depot to suit contemporary needs. A new stormwater harvesting and reuse system has also been installed to substantially decrease the amount of potable water used to irrigate the gardens. Professor Kate Orty, chair of the Banksia Foundation, said the Fitzroy Gardens nominations stood out even against a number of other high achievers in sustainability. Projects such as the Fitzroy Gardens will stand us in good stead as we meet the challenges of climate change realities, Kate said. The development promoted a wide range of responses to climate change action, actively bringing the community into the sustainability conversation. The Banksia Sustainability Awards celebrate the most outstanding achievements of Australian businesses, governments and communities. The 2017 awards had 33 finalists, with the gold Banksia going to KEO Films for the ABC's War on Waste series. The City of Melbourne has shown exemplary leadership, imagination and purposeful application, said Kate. The gardens are a project for the ages. Stroll through the historic Fitzroy Gardens this summer to enjoy magnificent floral displays, school holiday fun at Cook's Cottage, the Karikari Green Cafe and much more. Free guided walking tours depart from the visitor centre every Saturday at 10am. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash open space. An accompanying photograph shows a child enjoying the award-winning Fitzroy Gardens. A year in numbers. It's been another huge year for the City of Melbourne, and we've accomplished a remarkable amount together. Here is just a fraction of the great work done in 2017 to make the difference to Melbourne. We completed 11 streetscape improvements and two park expansions. A record-breaking 970 new Australian citizens attended ceremonies at the Melbourne Town Hall. We collected 123,320 kilograms of waste from parks and gardens throughout the municipality. 
We planted 104,000 bluebell bulbs in Argyle Square. We helped 2,968 children safely navigate a busy crossing every day. We answered 265,353 inquiries through our customer contact centre. Rangers attended 180 requests for wildlife rescue. We held 102 environmental education sessions, engaging with 3,000 children over various programs. We towed 5,647 vehicles located in clearways, improving people's journey to and from the city. Four laneways have been greened as part of the Green Your Laneway project. Our open data platform had 24,111 users. We engaged 1,790 volunteers from the community. To test your knowledge of more City of Melbourne facts, take part in our trivia challenge later in this newsletter. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. An accompanying photo shows a young Melbourneian learning about nature. Powering Energy Security An Australian first collaboration between some of Melbourne's most iconic councils, universities, corporations and cultural institutions will allow the group to access renewable energy under a long-term contract. Led by the City of Melbourne, the Melbourne Renewable Energy Project network has combined its purchasing power to buy electricity from a new 80-megawatt wind farm near Ararat. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood said the farm will be built by Pacific Hydro and include 39 wind turbines. We need to transition to renewable energy to provide long-term energy security for Melbourne, Councillor Wood said. This is the first time in Australia, and possibly the world, that such a diverse group of organisations have come together to invest in renewable energy and take joint action on climate change. With only 17% of Victoria's electricity currently coming from renewable sources, this project will diversify Melbourne's energy supply. Our group will purchase more than 85 gigawatt hours of energy each year, the equivalent of powering more than 17,000 Melbourne households for a year, Councillor Wood said. This will save more than 96,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions per year. The fantastic thing is that this model is replicable. We've already had strong interest from local governments around the world that wish to accelerate the transition to renewables. The Melbourne Renewable Energy Project replication model is now ready to be shared with other organisations to drive global investment in renewable energy nationally and internationally. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash mrep. Top Writers Honoured Some of Melbourne's top emerging writers and storytellers have been celebrated in the Lord Mayor's Creative Writing Awards. The latest awards saw the prize money for each category double to a combined total of $22,000, and the judges, a group of well-known publishers, authors and booksellers, were impressed by many of the 1,250 entries. The overall winner was Jack Kalil for his narrative non-fiction piece about an episode of psychosis. Monique Grebeck was named winner of the inaugural Life Writing Award for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander authors. 
As an aspiring editor and writer, I suppose the most valuable part of the prize is knowing that a group of strangers understood what I was trying to say and thought it was important, Jack said. Having gone through this period of mental health, I would advocate the therapeutic effect of writing about it. Writing definitely isn't everybody's thing, but even if it's some scrawls in a journal, there's something about the process that helps you understand its nuances and serves to detach yourself from it, even if only slightly and momentarily. As a UNESCO City of Literature, Melbourne is a place for writers to explore subjects that are important to them and be rewarded for their craft. I hope that readers gain a new perspective about the white Australia policy stolen generations from my work and feel confident to share their own stories of historical trauma, Monique said. I feel empowered that my story has been heard and my wordsmanship acknowledged. With two manuscripts parked on my laptop, this award gives me confidence to approach publishers. Watch out, world. Read the winning entries online. Our biannual Creative Writing Awards celebrate the achievements of emerging writers and storytellers and help ensure that Melbourne's famous literary tradition continues into the future. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash writing awards. An accompanying photo shows award winner Monique Grebeck taking part in Yerimboy's Black Critics Programme. War on Waste, a team effort. Holidaymakers are joining forces with local residents and businesses to help fight the war on waste. Rubbish was becoming a major problem at Quest Flemington Apartment Hotel, with garbage bins overflowing and lots of recyclables ending up in landfill due to being disposed of incorrectly. To help the apartments become more sustainable, the City of Melbourne provided free recycling tubs for every apartment, upsized collection bins, recycling training sessions for staff and educational materials for guests through our high-rise recycling program. Teresa Loverich, manager of Quest Flemington, said that getting everyone involved and educated was a major driver to the project's success. We felt half of our guests were already mindful and consciously setting rubbish aside into its particular categories, Teresa said. So we felt improving our waste management was a goal we could achieve together. The simple changes have had big results, with the hotel's volume of recycling increasing by three tonnes per year. That's the equivalent of 212 wheelie bins. We have loved every part of this project, making a difference to the world and local environment, and working together as a team, Teresa said. It's been so easy, and all our guests loved the project as well. The strong visual of big yellow buckets and different colours for different rubbish greatly aided the cohesiveness of the project. Following its success, the Quest team is now considering opportunities for future green projects, such as solar panels. Recycling tips. Leave them loose. Recyclables need to be loose when placed in the bin, never in plastic bags. Use a container or box to store your recyclables before tipping them into the bin. No need to rinse. Save water. Your recyclables don't need to be sparkling clean. Just empty. Know your plastics. Hard plastic packaging that keeps its structure or bounces back when you squash it goes into your recycle bin. 
Visit us online to find out how to recycle soft plastic packaging and wrap. Can your caps. Steel bottle caps can be collected in an old food can. When the can is full, carefully squash the top closed and place it in the recycle bin. Avoid waste in the first place. Remember your reusable shopping bags. Carry a refillable water bottle, use a real cup for coffee, and say no to plastic cutlery and straws. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash waste. An accompanying photo shows Quest staff and guests who are working together to recycle. City counters climate crunch. From our lush parks and gardens to the biodiversity of our waterways, Melbourne has a unique environment to protect and nurture for future generations. Councillor Cathy Oak, Chair of the Environment Portfolio, said the battle between concrete and green open space is a critical issue in cities around the world. As temperatures rise due to greenhouse gas emissions and our built environment grows, Melbourne is heating up, Councillor Oak said. Too much concrete without the cooling shade of tree canopies, creates an uncomfortable urban heat island effect. Over the past 30 years, the City of Melbourne has transformed more than 80 hectares of underused grey infrastructure into green open space, and sustainability is at the forefront of planning across the municipality. This year, our new Urban Forest Fund will also accelerate more greening projects in the private realm. Heat Energy, waste and water all have a major impact on our climate, and there are many meaningful actions we can take, individually and as a community, to help to cool the city, Councillor Oak said. The City of Melbourne is taking action to cool our city in a myriad of ways, from greening our laneways to rooftop gardens and a commitment to doubling our canopy by 2040. Great progress has been made, but we can't do it alone. We need everyone's input to help us become a true city of sustainability. I encourage everyone to consider how they can contribute to this goal and take action now to make the difference for Melbourne and our planet, Councillor Oak said. February in Melbourne is a prime time to be inspired by all things sustainable as people flock to the thriving National Sustainable Living Festival, now in its 19th year. Luke Taylor Festival Director for the Sustainable Living Foundation, said it's important for Melbourne to have this dedicated time to focus on sustainability amid a vibrant festival environment. 20 years ago, sustainability was not the buzzword it is now. Back then it was all about living off the grid and the media wrote things like, here come the hippies in their sandals, Luke said. That is now radically different. Today there is much more understanding of sustainable design and building practices for urban areas and sustainability is on the table in every organisation. We now have the knowledge and creativity to capitalise on renewable energy, sustainable food, energy, waste and water management and more. The challenge is those who say it can't be done, Luke said. However, if we work together we have enormous potential to achieve our vision of what a flourishing city of sustainability might look like without sacrificing our standard of living. From its infancy as a three-day event in regional Victoria, the Sustainable Living Festival has exploded into a month-long celebration, offering a huge program of green-minded art, 
Film, performance, forums and special exhibits across the central city throughout February. People often feel overwhelmed by the climate crisis, but it's easier for organisations like ours to see the flip side, as we are constantly around people who are investing in solutions, Luke said. In fact, our team has an immense feeling of positivity about the future, which we try to flow into everything that we do at the festival. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash sustainability. Sustainable Living Festival Highlights Big Weekend Don't miss the festival's main event at Federation Square and Birrarung Ma from 9th to the 11th of February. Great Local Lunch Experience a crowd-farmed feast at Birrarung Ma where guests donate homegrown produce. Electric Vehicle Expo Find wheels to suit any budget at Australia's largest electric vehicle showcase in Port Melbourne. Border Walk. Hear from British adventurer Arjun Bogal, who walked from the UK to Australia to highlight the need for safe water. Reducing energy costs. Discover how simple home improvements can help reduce your energy bills with Richard Keach in Docklands. Find out more at slf.org.au. Kidzone Colouring Competition. Did you know there are at least 15 species of dragonflies and damselflies in the city's ponds and creeks? Or that beetles are the most common type of insect living in the city of Melbourne? In collaboration with RMIT, we've released a children's book, The Little Things That Run the City, that explores how insects are critical to our city's biodiversity and what we can do to help them survive and thrive. For your chance to win one of five copies of the book, download and complete our free colouring in competition from magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Green trivia. 1. How many trees does City of Melbourne plant each year? 2. A 2 million litre water tank installed in which square at the top of a catchment will reduce the risk of flooding in Elizabeth Street? 3. Which energy source will supply power to the City of Melbourne and its 13 partners in the Melbourne Renewable Energy Project? 4. Walking accounts for 60, 66 or 75% of all trips within the municipality. 5. In which central city street did a pop-up park open for summer? Find the answers in our online edition at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Find more great events like this at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au First to the 28th of February. Sustainable Living Festival. Learn how to live cleaner, smarter and healthier in 2018 at this year's Sustainable Living Festival. Dive into the huge program of art, film, performance, forums and special exhibits at Federation Square, Birrarung Ma and beyond. 3rd to the 4th of February, Tet Festival. Celebrate Lunar New Year with the annual Vietnamese Tet Festival. Featuring carnival rides, food stalls and cultural exhibits. This free festival at Melbourne Showgrounds will be one of the biggest events in Victoria celebrating the Year of the Dog.
8th to the 10th of February, Movies Under the Stars. Pack a picnic or tuck into something delicious from food vendors on site at Point Park in Docklands, where February's movies include The Greatest Showman, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, and Ferdinand. Be one of the first 100 guests to snag a free beanbag. 10th to the 11th of February, Lonsdale Street Greek Festival. Enjoy free entertainment from local and international bands, dancing, cooking demonstrations and competitions in the Greek heart of Lonsdale Street. This year's festival is designed to be bigger and better than ever. 15th to the 25th of February, Chinese New Year Festival. Be dazzled by the popular dragon parade, hawker stalls, ping-pong finals, dumpling-eating competition and much more this Chinese New Year. Feel the buzz in Chinatown as we celebrate Melbourne's historic and contemporary Asian community. 17th to the 18th of February, White Night Melbourne. Experience Melbourne reimagined when White Night takes over streets, parklands, laneways and cultural institutions for an all-night celebration of culture and creativity. Attractions, art and illuminations will be on show across town, from the National Gallery of Victoria to the Carlton Gardens. 25th of February, Japanese Summer Festival. Keep an eye out for Kumamon, the megastar mascot of the Kumamoto Prefecture at this free, family-friendly event, celebrating Japanese culture. Traditional performances, Japanese games and activities, and authentic cuisine are just some of the delights that will be on offer at Federation Square. 25th of February, Lankenfest. Feel the beat of Sri Lanka on Crown River Walk. This vibrant festival bursts with gourmet food, cultural performances, lively music and stalls showcasing arts and spices. 1st to the 18th of March, Melbourne Fashion Festival. Experience Australia's largest celebration of fashion, arts, ideas, shopping and entertainment. New in 2018, Eat, Drink, Fashion, presented by the City of Melbourne, will offer a specially curated program from Melbourne's top bars and restaurants. Presented by Virgin Australia. 9th to the 12th of March, Moomba. Don't miss all the fun of Australia's largest free community festival, including the iconic parade. Find out more about the celebrations later in this newsletter. 10th to the 11th of March, Turkish Pazar Festival. Discover a bazaar at Queen Victoria Market, where you can experience the vibrant tastes, colours and sounds of Turkey. This free, family-friendly and accessible event features street food, music, dance and cultural displays, including the Ottoman Meta Band. 16th to the 18th of March, River Grays. Explore a foodie's paradise on the banks of the Yarra River near Queensbridge Square. Savour fine food, wine and entertainment for the whole family as we raise a toast to the opening weekend of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. 16th to the 25th of March, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Take your pick of tasting parties, from large-scale free events to intimate dinners, long lunches and laneway crawls. 
With more than 250 events to choose from at locations far and wide, this is Melbourne's biggest celebration of food and wine. Find the Festival Hub at Hotel Lindrum. 16th to the 18th of March, Melbourne Art Book Fair. Immerse yourself in free talks, book launches, performances and stalls showcasing art, design and architecture publications from around the world. Held at the National Gallery of Victoria, this is the largest publishing event in the Asia-Pacific region. 18th of March, Osaka Cup. Sea sailors from Melbourne and Osaka commence their journey from Sandringham Yacht Club to Japan to contest the Osaka Cup. This 5,000 nautical mile race is one of the major sporting events, marking the 40th anniversary of the City of Melbourne's sister city relationship with Osaka. 21st of March, Carlton Harmony Celebration. Enjoy delicious multicultural food, children's activities, live entertainment and more at this free public event celebrating cultural diversity in our neighbourhoods. Join the local community and people from far and wide for this special event at Carlton Housing Estate. 24th of March, Victoria's Multicultural Festival. Marvel at the diversity of Victoria's vibrant multicultural communities at Federation Square. Featuring music, dance, international cuisine and entertainment for young and old, this event is hosted by the Victorian Multicultural Commission as part of Cultural Diversity Week. 24th of March, Culture Waves. Hear some of Victoria's most exciting up-and-coming artists at this special music event for young people at Federation Square. This free event, part of Cultural Diversity Week, celebrates how cultural diversity influences our local music scene. 24th to the 25th of March, Indian Festival, Melbourne. See Melbourne's iconic Queen Victoria Market transformed to Delhi's Chudney Chowk shopping precinct, complete with vivid colours, flavours and activities, such as classical and Bollywood dancing, henna tattooing, workshops and more. 30th of March, Good Friday Appeal, Kids Day Out. Have the ultimate play date at this fun-filled family festival at Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. Highlights include sports clinics, the popular teddy bear hospital and kids' cooking classes. Entry is free and participation in activities is by donation, with proceeds going to the Good Friday Appeal. Sports, 3rd of March. Melbourne Vixens Fan Day. Come on down to the State Netball and Hockey Centre to meet your favourite Melbourne Vixens players. There are free activities to enjoy and a practice match to watch between the Vixens and reigning premiers, the Sunshine Coast Lightning. 3rd to the 4th of March, F1 Grid Festival. Kick off F1 Fever with the launch event of the Formula One Rolex Australian Grand Prix in the iconic ACDC laneway. Don't miss the stellar music lineup and emerging street artists painting an F1 car live all weekend. Get the word on what's on in the city. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. A Parade of All Nations, 9th to the 12th of March, Moomba Festival. Get ready for another abundant program of arts, entertainment, sports and hospitality on the banks of the Yarra River. 
Steeped in tradition, the 64-year-old Moomba Festival takes pride in its many long-held traditions, such as the Birdman Rally, Monarchs and Water Sports, but nothing is more spectacular than the Moomba Parade. This year's dazzling display of floats and costumes will feature more than 2,000 people from diverse backgrounds celebrating Melbourne's unique multicultural community. Pat Thomas, president of the Caribbean Association of Victoria, said her group starts working on its Moomba Parade theme and costume designs almost a year in advance. The Moomba Parade is important to us as a platform to showcase one aspect of Caribbean culture to the wider multicultural communities of Victoria, Pat said. Carnival is an annual event in most islands of the Caribbean and exported worldwide. Moomba creates an opportunity for the Caribbean diaspora in Victoria to enjoy this aspect of their culture. All revellers feel proud and glamorous in their bejeweled, brightly coloured costumes, while at the same time experiencing a sense of freedom and joie de vivre to dance in the Moomba Parade to the pulsating rhythms of the Caribbean without any required choreography. The group warmly welcomes anyone who is interested in experiencing Caribbean culture to register to join with them in the Moomba Parade. Vassan Srinivasan from the Shiamak Bollywood Dance School said his group enjoys being able to share its talents and passion with the people of Melbourne through the Moomba Parade. As Indians, we enjoy being able to share our culture with the wider community, Vassan said. The film industry in India has such a large influence on young Indians, both abroad and in India, and Bollywood is one of the most accessible forms of entertainment to people of all backgrounds. There are over 250,000 Indians residing in Melbourne, and we believe it is extremely important to be able to integrate Indian culture with the multicultural Australian lifestyle. In preparation for Moomba 2018, the dance troupe has focused on its younger dancers, aiming to bring even more vibrancy and colour to its next performance. Moomba is Australia's largest free community festival and is proudly owned and delivered by the City of Melbourne, with a strong focus on accessibility and inclusivity. Top Festival Tips More than one million people are expected to visit Moomba over the long weekend. Public transport will be the easiest way to get to the event. Plan ahead to avoid delays by visiting the Public Transport Victoria website or call 1800 800 007. Road closure information is also available on the Moomba website. Be sun smart. Water and sunscreen are available on site. Dispose of your rubbish thoughtfully. Remember that only assistive animals are permitted on the festival site. Must see Moomba moments. 7th to the 12th of March, Moomba Masters. Marvel as the world's top water skiers and wakeboarders compete for the coveted Moomba Masters title on the Yarra River. 9th to the 12th of March, Moomba Carnival. Enjoy rides and entertainment for all ages at the famous Moomba Carnival every day of the festival. 9th to the 12th of March, Fireworks. See the sky sparkle with fireworks from anywhere in the festival site every night at 9.30pm. 11th of March, Birdman Rally. Watch courageous competitors with homemade flying machines attempt to fly over the Yarra for charity. 12th of March, Moomba Parade. 
Be dazzled at spectacular floats and performance troops exuding all the energy and vibrancy of Moomba. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Moomba. eDNA reveals biodiversity. A pioneering local company that can analyse a drop of water or a speck of dust to find traces of DNA is set to grow thanks to a grant from the City of Melbourne. Helen Barclay, Managing Director of EnviroDNA, said her team helps protect biodiversity by rapidly detecting and monitoring populations of animals and other organisms. We can detect native and invasive species, from threatened fish to invasive mosquitoes and everything in between, even bacteria, Helen said. In particular, eDNA comes in handy for very secretive animals, like the platypus. eDNA methods have helped to map platypus populations across 126 waterways in Greater Melbourne. In Australia, extinction rates are higher for some native animals than anywhere else in the world, and this is expected to increase. Detection and monitoring is critical to informing how we look after Australia's biodiversity, However, monitoring methods can be limited, ineffective and costly. The Breakthrough eDNA service is the first of its kind in Australia, providing a highly sensitive and cost-effective monitoring option for specific species and biodiversity in general. It is already used by waterway and environmental managers, catchment authorities and conservation parks. Discovering what animals pop up in a drop of water is pretty exciting stuff, Helen said. We envisage a future where anyone, environmental managers and citizens alike, can easily discover what creatures live around them. What is eDNA? All organisms leave traces of DNA, or eDNA, in the environment, and scientists have now worked out how to extract this DNA and identify it. This means we no longer need to see, hear or catch something to know what is or isn't present in our waterways and surrounding environment. EnviroDNA is one of 13 local and innovative businesses recently awarded a small business grant. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash smallbusinessgrants. Apps reward smart travel. With traffic congestion, carbon emissions and well-being key concerns for cities around the world, new apps are encouraging people to change the way they travel. Freewheeler, a joint winner of Resilient Melbourne's Global City Mart Challenge, rewards people who travel on foot, by bike or public transport through discounts at local businesses. I've always preferred to get around on foot and public transport, and I like places that are green and vibrant, said Alex Fletcher the West Australian creator of Freewheeler. Sustainable transport helps achieve good communities. After creating a buzz on the international start-up scene, Freewheeler went on to jointly win the City Mart Challenge alongside Join Wheels, a Victorian app that connects travellers taking similar routes. The winners are receiving support from the City of Melbourne and other City Mart stakeholders to take their ideas to the next level. It is clear that if we want our cities to be good places for us to live, for the long term, we need to start focusing on people and sustainability, 
not cars and sprawl, Alex said. If lots of people end up using Freewheeler, it will provide vital decision-making data for cities and also function as a real-time transport optimization tool, a way to actively influence use of the transport network. Join Wheels is already up and running in Melbourne, with Freewheeler still under development. Visit us online for details. Resilient Melbourne's City Mart Challenge invited innovative thinkers from around the globe to submit creative, impactful and feasible ideas to reduce traffic congestion and improve social connectivity. For more information, visit resilientmelbourne.com.au forward slash citymart. An accompanying photo shows Alex Fletcher showing off his freewheeler app. Yerumboy on tour. Following its enormous success last year, the Yerumboy First Nations Arts Festival is going on tour in February to exhibit its work at the prestigious Australian Performing Arts Market in Brisbane. Presented by the City of Melbourne to showcase the diverse and unique talents of First Nations people, Yerumboy celebrates more than 60,000 years of continuous cultural practice. Creative director Jacob Boehm said the 10-day festival touched more than half a million Melburnians in 2017, activating laneways, art spaces and public places. Yerumboy Festival is testament to what we can achieve as First Nations people with significant investment from a major city, Jacob said. This was my first time as creative director of a festival and, together with our Elders Council and the City of Melbourne, we embraced complexity, learned big lessons in trust and risk and challenged the limits and expectations of what an Indigenous arts festival can be or do. To capitalise on the festival's positive energy, a range of artistic programs and opportunities are scheduled for the next 18 months in the lead-up to Yerumboy 2019. Key plans include continuing to present the festival's unique approach and learnings on the world stage and supporting more First Nations artists to become market-ready through the KIN program. The new yarning circle, Dumbawinnie, will also be held at selected performances across the country, and the Black Critics program will be expanded to deliver more arts reviews from young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander writers. Also underway is the History Salon, a monthly series of public lectures with Elders of Indigenous Arts, set to serve as a living encyclopaedia of black arts in Australia. I can only go by the words and thoughts of our community and of my peers to give an idea of the impact Yerumboy 2017 had on Melbourne, the Indigenous arts sector and broader community, Jacob said. Words like paradigm shift, deep and rich cultural immersion and a reboot in people's thinking about how we program and view Indigenous work were among the feedback we received. With the positivity and momentum generated at the festival, Jacob has his mind set on a bright future. I'd like to see Yerumboy become a vehicle for international First Nations collaboration, making Melbourne the destination for First Nations exchange and contemporary arts. Festival Fast Facts 10 days 100 events, 260 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and international First Nations artists, 25,478 attendees, 73% of audiences learnt about First Nations contemporary art, people and cultures, 
81% of participants felt proud of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and cultures, 93% of artists and 100% of partners felt Yerimboy had improved people's understanding of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and cultures. For more information, visit yerimboy.net.au. Picture caption. Through her work, A Call to Dance, artist Amrita Heppi created a dance inspired by the gestures and feelings of Melburnians. End caption. Sport unites Oromo community. Sport and recreation is helping unite communities and promote well-being as Melbourne becomes more and more culturally diverse. The Oromo Sports Federation, representing the largest ethnic group in Ethiopia, is behind an annual soccer tournament at Kensington's JJ Holland Reserve. Soccer is Ethiopia's most popular game, but for organiser Fatah Harun and his team, this event is about much more than sport. I came to Melbourne with my family in the late 1980s, and I remember attending this tournament as a kid with my parents. It's been running for 15 years, so it's really important to us, Fatah said. As our community gets bigger, people tend to go their separate ways, so this is a great chance for families to come together. It's the biggest community event we have. The City of Melbourne has provided a grant towards the next tournament, which is a week-long event with a festival feel. Many people in our community have their minds on the political tension back home, so the grant will really help us bring the community together, Fatah said. The funds will be used to provide kids with free uniforms so they can feel part of a team. Official referees, marquees, music, a jumping castle, medals for all the kids and lots more. My favourite part is always seeing the kids running around and having the time of their lives. I don't care who wins the game. As long as they're smiling, that's all that matters. Did you know that in the city of Melbourne, more people speak a language other than English at home than those who speak English? Discover more about your community through the many wonderful events on offer this Cultural Diversity Week, which runs from the 17th to the 25th of March. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash cultural diversity week. An accompanying photo shows Shamsadin Suleh, Sahila Mohammed, Fatah Harun and Rayad Madakso at the soccer tournament. New Ideas Lab seeks artists. Artists with bright ideas for projects to develop in collaboration with children and families are invited to apply to Art Play's New Ideas Lab. Last year, the Invisible Light Garden invited children to become gardeners in a feast of interactive augmented reality and projection dreamed up by Moster Studio. Daniel Calvo, director and toymaker, said children took part in workshops to help develop the installation, which has since won most popular children's arts experience at the Beijing Design Week. The children created the flowers and plants, designed the soundscape, decided how intense the animations should be, and gave a lot of thought to what the installation should feel like, Daniel said. The result is a shared vision of a place where art and nature come together. Daniel said the New Ideas Lab gave his team the chance to transform an idea into reality, with access to an amazing location and plenty of pint-sized collaborators. 
An important part of Art Play's role in the creation of this work was the requirement to have workshops as a part of the development process, Daniel said. This not only became a key aspect of the Invisible Light Garden, it also opened us up to embracing this kind of participatory and shared creation as a core goal of what we do as an experienced design studio. Expressions of interest for the Art Play New Ideas Lab are open from the 19th of February to the 30th of March. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artplayeoi. City Gurus Celebrate Whether you're a local or a visitor in Melbourne, our 400 tourism volunteers are on hand across the central city to greet you with a wealth of knowledge and, as one of them puts it, a big Melbourne smile. In fact, 10 of these red-jacketed Melbourne masterminds are celebrating a staggering 20 years of service. Among the long-serving group are Beverly Wong and Melinda Daniels. My favourite thing about being a volunteer is ensuring all visitors get the right information and see as much of Melbourne and Victoria as possible, Beverly said. Whether they are local, from interstate or overseas, I hope they'll have a good time and tell their friends and family. Having volunteered for 20 years, I obviously do enjoy it. You're helping people, and you can't put a dollar value on that. Volunteers play a vital role in the City of Melbourne's visitor services, providing information to around 2 million visitors each year. When I first heard that volunteers were needed to help visitors to Melbourne, I thought I knew my home city pretty well and could help, Melinda said. How wrong I was, as I soon realised there was so much I had to learn. Twenty years of learning, in fact, as Melbourne has changed and grown an enormous amount. The other volunteers are fantastic like-minded people who enjoy being busy and useful. Someone always knows the answer to the tricky question. And there are plenty of tricky questions. One visitor even wanted to know the name of the species of frog that lived in the lake at the Royal Botanic Gardens. Beverly wasn't sure, but she knew just how to find out. Some visitors definitely do their homework. Others have no clue at all, and we are there to help, Beverly said. Things change a lot in the city, and we're always learning new things. It's mind-boggling, really. New volunteers are recruited once a year, and extensive training and on-the-job mentoring is provided to make sure people get the best possible service. Most visitors respond well to a friendly smile, Melinda said. I know how much I enjoy a friendly face when I am away, and if I have time for a chat... I feel some visitors benefit from a laugh as much as information. Spot our volunteers by their distinctive red coats on Swanston Street and at locations including the Melbourne Visitor Booth in the Bourke Street Mall, Melbourne Visitor Centre at Federation Square and the Fitzroy Gardens Visitor Centre. For all locations, visit whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash visitors. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash volunteering. The accompanying photo shows Bruce Lang, Melinda Daniels, Sabi Bueller, Velma Anglis, Lisa Nicole Cook, Jeff Newton, Beverly Wong and Glenn Lloyd, who celebrate 20 years of service, along with Patricia Breslin and Les Ager, who are absent.
local growers flourish. Garlic fuels the gardening passion of Georgia Savage, a keen advocate for growing your own food. From a big backyard, she harvests fruit and vegetables for the Sustainable Living Festival's Great Local Lunch event. Working with the community grocer network of markets, she continues to enthuse others about local food while focusing on her own crop of the pungent little bulb. Why choose garlic? I actually hated garlic when I started, which I thought was probably a good thing because I wouldn't eat my profits, but I've grown to love it since I started growing it. I had to integrate it into my cooking and felt better for it. I gave a lot away too, to family and friends, and we'd share recipes. Also, and while I struggle to do this, I'm a firm believer in eating a couple of cloves of garlic when you feel a cold coming on. What's the appeal of growing food in an urban environment? It's important to grow food where people live. It connects people to the food they're eating, whether they see it in a community garden or behind someone's back fence. Seeing food being grown increases people's awareness of what's in season, what can be grown locally, and provides a point for people to talk about food. You're on the board of the community grocer. What does it do? It aims to increase access for people living on a low income to affordable fruit and veg. It does that by running weekly markets across Melbourne in the public housing estates or local schools and community centres. I was involved from the early days and the markets have grown from one to six. How do the markets grow? They are community owned and the markets are as much about community as they are about food security. So we provide opportunities for people to connect with their neighbours and hang out and share a meal and recipes. People from different backgrounds and cultures and knowledge come together over a really big common denominator. Food. Will you branch out from garlic? Possibly. It could be cabbages. I love the look when they're growing. The many skins of the cabbage are beautiful. And I love sauerkraut. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash sustainability. An accompanying photo shows Georgia Savage showing off local produce. In brief, parking data. We've released a free data set on our open data platform that captures information from 4,300 in-ground sensors in our on-street parking bays, updating every two minutes. Check out our map, which uses this data to show which bays are available and their time and permit restrictions. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash data. Business event sponsorship. Planning a quality conference or event that will bring social and economic returns to the city? Applications for our next round of sponsorship are open from the 12th of February to the 13th of March. Previous recipients include Alzheimer's Australia and the Waste Expo. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash grants and sponsorships. Innovation competition. Have you got an idea that would help make our city more accessible for people with a disability? Take part in our open innovation competition to be in the running for cash prizes and development support. Applications are open for six weeks from the 15th of February. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash access competition. New Carlton Central Learning Precinct. 
We have committed $4.9 million to deliver Melbourne's first integrated children's centre, bringing education and care, maternal and child health, parenting services and playgroups under one roof at Carlton Primary School. The new centre opens next year, and registrations open soon. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash childcare Promote your business for free. The Winter City Marketing Campaign attracts visitors into the city through interesting, fun and unique events and experiences. City businesses and event organisers are invited to submit an expression of interest from the 16th of March to be included in the campaign. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash marketing campaigns Your Council The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC Portfolio Chair, Major Projects and Major Events, and Aboriginal City. Phone 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood. Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance. Phone 9658 9658. Email Aaron.wood, that's spelt A-R-R-O-N dot W-O-O-D, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE. Portfolio Chair, Transport. Phone 9658 9038. Email nicholas.francisgilly, that's spelt N-I-C-O-L-A-S dot F-R-A-N-C-E-S-G-I-L-L-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Rohan Leppert Portfolio Chair Arts, Culture and Heritage Phone 9658 9051 Email rohan.leppert that's spelt R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Philip Lee Liu Portfolio Chair International Engagement Phone 9658-9630. Email philip.lilu, that's spelt p-h-i-l-i-p dot l-e-l-i-u at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louie, Portfolio Chair, Prosperous City. Phone 9658-9170. Email kevin.lui, that's spelt k-e-v-i-n dot l-o-u-e-y at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair, Environment Phone 9658-9086 Email kathy.oak, that's spelled C-A-T-H-Y dot O-K-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair, Planning Phone 9658-9704 Email nicholas.reese, that's spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot R-E-E-C-E, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality. Phone 9658-9636. Email susan.reilly, that's spelled S-U-S-A-N dot R-I-L-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Beverly Pinder, phone 9658-9056, email 
Beverly.pinder, that's spelled B-E-V-E-R-L-E-Y dot P-I-N-D-E-R at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658 8580, email jackie.watts, that's spelled at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Postal address for all councillors, City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3001. Fax for all councillors, 03-9658-9613. Council meetings. February, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 6th of February, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 20th of February, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 27th of February, 5.30pm. March, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 6th of March, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 20th of March, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 27th of March, 5.30pm. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All Council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and council are called. For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Lord Mayor's Commendations Kelly McBain, EVAC Environmental The past decade has seen an explosion of cafes, restaurants and other eateries in Melbourne's reinvigorated laneways and shopping precincts. Companies such as EVAC Environmental have grown in tandem with our changing city. Over the years, EVAC has helped hundreds of cafes, restaurants and commercial kitchens stay safe through their expertise in crucial waste management systems. I think people are slowly becoming more aware of the impact waste has on a city, said EVAC co-founder Kelly McBain. The development of city apartment living has increased the population growth and change of lifestyle. Fifteen years ago, Kelly and her partner Mike Eason began by installing water recycling systems for car wash bays. They expanded into liquid waste removal, repairs and installation of grease traps and pumps. Safety in commercial kitchens soon became a focus, and EVAC began to develop remote monitoring and odour control systems. Their aim? An ethical, responsible and environmental approach. Kelly says the secret to the long-term success of a business is a lot of hard work and effort. It has taken many years of success and failures, Kelly said. We have used all the resources and support available to continue to grow, especially those within the City of Melbourne. Most of all, we have listened to our amazing customers and work colleagues who have contributed to our growth. It is important to us that we continue to protect our sewer system and the environmental impacts waste can have on its infrastructure and our future. In 2017, EVAC received a Lord Mayor's Commendation, which recognises the long-term commitment of small business proprietors. 
It was a great honour to receive a Lord Mayor's commendation, Kelly said. It has supported all the many years of blood, sweat and tears that have been put into making our business a success. Kelly's advice for businesses setting up in the city of Melbourne is to be nimble. Unfortunately, there is no guide to truly prepare you for starting out and maintaining a small business, Kelly said. Remember, all great things take time to grow. Sometimes things don't always go to plan. Be prepared to make changes when necessary. Never give up. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. There is an accompanying photo of Kelly McBain. Contact City of Melbourne 03 9658 9658 7.30am to 6pm melbourne.vic.gov.au melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us National Relay Service Teletypewriter TTY users phone 133677 then ask for 03 9658 9658 Speak and Listen users phone 1300 727, then ask for 03-9658-9658. In person, Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building, 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne, 7.30am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Postal Address, City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbournemag. Audio version. To request an audio recording of Melbourne Magazine, please contact Vision Australia on print access at visionaustralia.org or Zero two nine double three four three five two four. Connect Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Interpreter Services We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six. Amharic? Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one six, Cantonese zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one seven, Greek zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one eight, Indonesian zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one nine, Italian zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two zero, Mandarin zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two one, Somali. Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven double two, Spanish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two three, Turkish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two four, Vietnamese zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two five, all other languages zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six. The City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land. For the Walwurrung, Wurundjeri, Bunwurrung, Tangarung, Jajawurrung and the Wathaurong groups who form the Kulin Nation, Melbourne has always been an important meeting place for events of social, educational, sporting and cultural significance. 
Today, we are proud to say that Melbourne is a significant gathering place for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Disclaimer. Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. The City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. All applicable copyrights reserved for the City of Melbourne. Except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of the City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, February to March 2018. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia. Website www.visionaustralia.org Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was David Tredinick. This concludes the recording.